Greetings, business professionals, and welcome to another video edition of Building Better Businesses. I am your host, Steve Eschbach, and I'm delighted to have you join us on another one of our episodes. I am one of a few Transworld Business Advisor owners here in Chicagoland, and we specialize in assisting business owners confidentially sell and match them with qualified buyers. Transworld, by the way, is the world's largest and fastest growing business brokerage firm. I also own a number of other entities that are designed to assist business owners enhance value. You know, I have been a corporate executive and a business owner for more than 40 years, so you would think I would know everything possible about running a business efficiently. Well, you would be further from the truth. In fact, I am delighted to say that many of my successes have been attributable to you out there who have, quote, been there, done that in a world that never seems to stop changing. So I am delighted now to present another episode whereby we can learn from a subject matter expert on how to enhance your business operations. Now on to the next edition of Building Better Businesses. Greetings of the day, listeners. This is Steve Eschbach, and I welcome you to another edition of Building Better Businesses. I own a business called Transworld Business Advisors here in uh, Chicagoland, and I assist business owners confidentially sell and match them up with qualified buyers. You'll see later on in this interview that Michelle and I probably got together related to this business that I currently work in. But in any event, Transworld is the largest and the fastest growing business brokerage in the world. And as I said, this is another edition of Building Better Businesses. It is an absolute delight that I have a good friend and business colleague, Michelle Bertino, with us today. She currently owns not one, I don't think two, it may not even be three fully promoted in the greater Chicago area. She'll tell you more about that. But one of the things I like about this story coming up is that Michelle is a dental assistant turned dental executive turned entrepreneur. And I think that story is so fascinating. So first of all, welcome, Michelle. Thanks so much for being here today. Thanks, Steve. It's always good to see you. Thank you so much. So let's start a little bit about what fully promoted is, what you're currently doing. I know you own multiple locations, so tell us a little bit about where you are today, and uh, then we'll go back, and then we'll go into the future. Sure. So I am in my St. Charles, Illinois location. I also have a satellite location in Schaumburg, and recently we took over the Crystal Lake territory as well. We specialize in branded apparel and promotional products. Basically, my job is to help all the other businesses in the community grow their businesses through branding. So that's what we do. That is so good. And how long have you been doing it now, Michelle? Almost three years. And then for those of you unfamiliar with the towns that Michelle mentioned, we are in the greater Chicagoland area. We're in the western Chicago suburbs and uh, she started in St. Charles and now moved about to other locations out here in the western Chicagoland suburb. So tell me a little bit about, let's, let's rewind the videotape. Let's go back to your childhood. Let's talk about where you grew up, what kind of influence your parents had on you, and how that formed the Michelle Bottino that we know today. So I was actually born in the East Coast, born in New Jersey, uh, relocated here when I was just uh, eight years old, um, very close with both of my parents. They live up in Lake Somerset, Illinois, and um, I was raised in Elgin, Illinois, and that's where I went to high school. Um, I went to college to become a dental assistant in Elgin Community College. I've always lived around this general area 
Um, that's my son wandering by. He's actually the production manager here. Uh, he does all the embroidery services and vinyl work for um, my business. Um, my daughter is also here. So she's remote learning um, because we're still pretty much on lockdown here in Illinois. So my, so my kids are here with me all the time, every day, which is the greatest thing on earth for me. So, like I said, I'm very close with my parents. I'm very close with my children. And uh, so that's my family life. Good to know. Good to know. So tell me a little bit about your childhood. So when you were young and uh, in your formative years, what were your aspirations back then? And uh, how did they transform over time to where you are today? I think my father would say that uh, I always wanted to help people. And my mother would say that I was always a little bit of a challenge. I always wanted to take on the world. I had aspirations of being a psychologist at one point, an orthodontist at one point. I wanted to adopt a bajillion children and animals. Um, I just always wanted to do something to change the world in some small way. So, so while you were going through school and you have entered college, what were you studying uh, when you entered college? You went from high school to college. What did you want to be at that time? So I went directly to um, Elgin Community College Dental Assisting Program, and I graduated that with high honors and went right to becoming a dental assistant. And so I had my associate's degree in dental assisting. It wasn't until 2015 that I actually put myself through college to get my bachelor's degree. And that degree was in business management and marketing sales with a certificate in sales management. So I had a double major. And uh, so I was traveling the world, managing an entire territory of business. I was cookie mom, Girl Scout mom, classroom mom, and uh, going to college full time. And it was awesome. And I was a straight A student because I am, in fact, an overachiever. <laughs> Okay, so then you and I met probably about three or four years ago. At that time, you were in transition. You were a dental marketing executive. And at that time, you were looking for your next executive role. But you were at a crossroads, weren't you? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I was director of sales for a very large company, and I had lost that position. I simply didn't want to travel anymore, but I was applying for jobs. And I had been offered a few six-figure jobs, but the caveat to those uh, big salaries is big travel. So I was trying to decide, do I really want to take another job where the expectation is I travel all over the world? Or do I want to buy a business and really settle into my community? And my original plan with the job that I had was a five-year strategy uh, make as much money as I can and then buy a business. It got cut short at two years, but I thought, you know, I'm going to turn this lemon thing into lemonades and I'm just going to buy a business. I'm not ready to do it, but I think that my desire to not travel was stronger than my desire to make money at the moment. You know, it just being home with my family was way more important to me than making the money that I was being offered. And you and I sat down and talked and, and I looked at a number of different business opportunities and I was really just trying to find something that I could add value to, give back to my community and have some sort of connection to. I didn't want to be the type of business owner that's really off, not really 
contributing to the business. And so some of the things that we talked about, some of the things that I looked at were just not for me because I need to give back to what I'm doing. So this one was the right one. Good for you. So the number of business opportunities that you were looking at, I'm going to guess that some of them were not franchises. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. Okay, so now you, you have bought Fully Promoted. For those of you out there that are not familiar with the fact that both Fully Promoted and Transworld are uh, under the umbrella of the United Franchise Group. So now you decided that you were going to pursue uh, Fully Promoted in St. Charles. It was an existing franchise, so it was a franchise resale for you. Tell me a little bit about the pros and cons of uh, you running a franchise versus having an independent business on your own. What can you tell us about that thought process back then? So the promotional products industry is a $24 billion industry. And there are a lot of independent people who work in this industry. Um, What I found to be beneficial about what used to be embroidered me is now fully promoted is that because their size They've already built the relationships with the supplier partners. Um, It's a well-recognized name in the industry. And because there are owners all over the world, we can have conversations with each other and walk through experiences, walk through situations that we encounter and bounce off ideas with other owners. Or if you're just, you know, independent business owner, you don't really have that strength of numbers you don't have the negotiating power and you don't really have the support group that we have in our brand. And I think that that gives us a unique position to be able to offer our clients really the best of everything. I'm a small independently owned business, but I also have the support and buying power of this conglomerate. So I'm small, I'm woman owned, I'm in the community here that I serve but I also can turn back to this big organization and ask for support and help. And um, it's better to to my way of thinking. So when you bought the St. Charles store, you owned one, now you own three, so to speak. How many uh, fully promoted uh, store owners are in the greater Chicagoland area? I don't have the exact number. Um, There are a handful of them around. Um, Nobody's particularly close to where we are, but I know that there's, you know, there's a few that are a little bit farther outside, closer to like the city. There's a couple down south. Periodically, they'll reach out to me and ask me for help or we'll collaborate on a project or, and we just had somebody here this morning picking up a piece of equipment that we had an extra and they needed because they were out, out of business, not able to do what they needed. So they drove down here and picked up what we had and, uh, I share my buying accounts with other owners so that we can share in the discount strategies that I already have set up with some of the partners that maybe they don't. So yeah, I I try to help everyone that I can. So you do the same thing like we do here. Transworld, I'm one of five. When I bought mine four or five years ago, I was one of two. Now I'm one of five. We have weekly team meetings. Do you have something like that among the other fully promoted owners in the area? I've created a fully promoted ladies owners page. I have an ad fund group that I'm a part of. We have an owner's Facebook page for all of the owners that we talk to. There's a lot of connections that I have with the other owners. Well, that's good. So tell me uh, your philosophy or fully promoted philosophy on the importance of branding. I have to believe, Michelle, that you have an opinion 
about how important the brand identity is to the success of a business. Why don't you share maybe one or two or three of those principles that you would abide by and advise other clients on? So when I think about branding, I think about the person that walks up to your front door in a jean jacket and a baseball hat with a clipboard and no identifiers on them whatsoever. What's the likelihood that you're going to open the door for that strange person? It's pretty low, right? But if that same person walked up to your door and their hat said Metronet and their jacket said Metronet and the polo underneath said Metronet and the paperwork that they had in their hand said Metronet and their van said Metronet and you're expecting someone from Metronet, you're probably going to open the door because the association of all of that branding tells you that this is the person that you're expecting, right? So branding really helps lead to credibility to your team. So if you walk on the street and you see someone wearing a logo, you know in your head, oh, that's the guy from that company. I know that company. And it's the subtle recognition. So as you're starting a new business and you start to see or you start to show your logo around town, people start to make a connection. Oh, I wonder what that company is. I wonder what that company does. It might cause them to go look for your Facebook page. It might cause them to look on the internet. Or you give away a promotional product with your logo on it. The statistics are, are staggering. Like 80% of people have some sort of promotional product on their desk at all times. Millennials actually will do business with a person who gave them a promotional product like 60% of the time over someone who didn't. Millennials will actually give a promotional product to someone that they received that they can't use and are more likely to do business with the person who gave them that product over someone who didn't. A lot of promotional products, because they're reusable, recyclable, are actually benefiting because people actually use it, right? So we're helping reuse, recycle, repurpose, Water bottles, for example, reusable totes, for example, those are good things for the environment because then people stop buying basic, you know, water bottles. Absolutely. Right? Agree. But yeah. when you're out at lunch, sometimes you don't have a choice. But again, we are trying to do our best to help people get their names out into the public. People start to recognize, you get brand awareness, then you get brand recognition, and then people go, oh, I know that company. I've seen that logo everywhere. I know what they do. And now I want to do business with those people because they're ingrained in my community. I trust them. That's the ultimate goal is trust. It's funny you mentioned that, Michelle, because a lot of times when I'm interviewing selling clients for possible listings and they tell me, well, we've got a number of trucks. I ask them to show me the truck. And what's the first thing I look for on the truck? What do you think? Of course, you look for a logo. Absolutely. Yeah, that shows that they're legitimately in the business. So I totally understand what you're saying. I totally get that. So let's abandon the so-called logo wear and branding. So tell me about the best advice you got to get you to where you are today. And if that is the same as any advice you'd give any other business owner, we're not talking about branding now. We're just talking about business advice. What's the best advice you got? And then what advice are you finding that you're constantly giving some of your other business associates that you meet out and about? The advice that I give to people just in general when it comes to being a business owner is that you have to be all in and you have to understand that people do business with people that they like and that they trust. And the beginning parts of owning your own business is all about getting people to know who you are 
And if you're not comfortable putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and letting people see who you are, then maybe owning a business isn't for you. It can't be a place where you don't get out there and get people to know who you are. It just, it's not going to work, right? Because people don't, in most cases, people don't come banging down your door to do business with you, especially in the beginning. You have to get out there and say, hey, this is what I do. I'd love to earn your trust. And how do I do that? I earn your trust by letting you know who I am as a human being. And if you can't do that, then you either hire someone who can or maybe you just don't become a business owner and you just work for somebody else. Um, the other thing that I say is no one else is coming. It's all on you. There is no executive team that's going to come and bail you out. So when you own your own business, no one else is coming. Like it's all on you, baby. You got to figure it out. And so, you know, like during the pandemic, we had to pivot really hard and figure out how to stay afloat in a time when trade shows weren't happening. A lot of businesses were closed. So how do we pivot and what do we do to keep our business alive? And we found that when the governor shut down the state of Illinois and said that there was a massive shortage of personal protective equipment, my suppliers were emailing me and saying, hey, do you need masks? And I thought, wait a minute, if you have masks, but the state doesn't have masks and goggles and hand sanitizer and gloves. This doesn't make any sense. The difference is that my supply chain is in promotional products where we would brand the boxes that the things come in. They had oodles of supplies, whereas healthcare, who normally just gets the regular labeled boxes, they didn't. But those two people weren't speaking to one another as everyone was just trying to stay afloat. So our side of the supply chain was able to produce millions and millions of face masks and PPE. So we, I immediately reached out to the Chamber of Commerce, to the governor, the mayor, um, the state representatives. And so we pivoted and we were able to supply millions of personal protective items to the local community here in Northern Illinois and hopefully saved a lot of lives. By doing that. But again, nobody's coming to bail out the business owner. So I'm reading through the through your commentary there that community involvement is critically important for any business owner. Did I get that right? Definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I know you're very active with the local chamber. You're a team leader for one of the groups that I belong to as well. And that exposure, I think, is critically important for the successful business owner. Visibility is key, I would think. Am I right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. So what's your biggest challenge today, would you say? Pandemic notwithstanding, I know that's a challenge for everyone, unless, for sure. there's, unless there's a particular thing about the pandemic. But other than that, what's another challenge that you see in, uh, in your business? I know you've expanded, so now you've got multiple locations. What's your biggest challenge, would you say? I think for my specific business, the biggest challenge is fighting against the internet because as I said, it's a $24 billion industry, but there's a lot of online faceless competition. And what we try to do is explain to people that it's a lot easier to come in and sit down and have a consultation with a real life person, another business owner in the community who's really dedicated to helping your business grow. There's this idea that you can just go online and click and buy whatever you want, but 
the problem with doing that is you really don't know what you're getting until it arrives at your door already branded with your logo and it might not meet your expectations so here you can come into my store you can try on apparel you can look at the promotional products that you might want to buy we can order inspect samples you can touch things you can hold them we do sizing samples for your team. We make sure that what you want is actually what you get, and you don't always get that in a online experience. The other side to that is if you sit down with me at the beginning of the year and talk about, well, we like to have a summer party, we like to have an end of the year employee appreciation gifts, I can get you ideas for those things ahead of time. And then it's not super last minute. We're not rushing to do things. I can kind of become part of your marketing team and help you build strategies. The online competition doesn't do that. And so the hardest part for me is really getting to the right person at every company and saying, hey, I want to be part of your team and help you grow and take away the stress of having to sh online shop at the last minute because nobody really likes to do that. And it's really nobody's job to go online and decide which pen is the right pen. You know, that's a it's a weird thing to try to think about. And so we sort of take that guesswork out of the equation for people. So what I'm hearing too, based on your commentary, is that relationship building is critically important. Communication is critically important. And I know exactly what you mean. If you order something online and you think it's this size and it turns out to be two thirds or one and a half times, then you're kind of stuck and you got to go back to square one. I totally get that. Last question before I have an open-ended one for you is, uh, what is your ideal client? Is there one for you, Michelle? My ideal client is the larger employee count, the ones that wear lots of uniforms, have lots of events, big sales force, big manufacturing. The bigger clients obviously are great for us. We don't have any limits on what we can do. So we work with some manufacturing plants that have 500 employees, 82 sales reps, it doesn't really matter. But for growing my business, obviously, those big clients are great. That'll be good. Good to know. Good to know. Hey, uh, we're running out of time. Unfortunately, Michelle, is there anything that I did not ask you? Or is there any information that you wanted to tell the audience that we didn't get to? No, the only thing that I would say is anytime you have an opportunity, I would highly encourage your uh, listeners and your readers to shop locally. It's the only way that local businesses can continue to support the local charities in your town. So that's just something that I really would encourage everyone to do. That's very good to know. Thank you so much. And last but not least, how can we get in touch with Michelle and Fully Promoted? Where do you want them to go to find out more about you and your business? Um, you can look for us on Facebook at Fully Promoted of St. Charles. You can look for me personally, Michelle Botino. And you can go to my website, fullypromoted.com forward slash IL hyphen ST Charles. Great. Okay. Thanks so much, Michelle. I appreciate you sharing your insights. And uh, thanks, audience, for joining us for another edition of Building Better Businesses. Thanks so much. The Building Better Business podcast is the best place to learn how to take your business to the next level. It's no longer enough to earn good profits. You need to develop a network of connections as well as use all types of marketing to your advantage that will put you over the edge. Hosted by me, Steve Eschbach, a financial executive with decades of experience in dealing with businesses and business people, we'll learn how this all comes together. 
Join me and my expert guests as we delve into the many facets of owning the business and how to become a good, caring business owner. Listen how making a difference in your community can attract all sorts of clientele, which in turn will build you a better business.